Welcome to Let's Talk About Treks, an episodic review of today's visions of the future featuring Earl Grey and Jack Dorino. Finally, 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 for the Star Trek Discovery Season 1 finale, Jack and Earl ask the simple question, will you take my hand? I will. Will you? In marriage? Sure. I, Chris is not going to like that. I don't think that's what I know. Doing. That's that's why I was hesitant. <laughs> you should have been hesitant. That was a good a good hesitancy on your part. <laughs> so it is literally a fidget spinner. The only thing I can figure out is that, however it worked, it works the same way as the battering from Batman Returns when he has it target everybody in program and it flies like it's hanging off of a of a fishing line and wax everybody in the forehead. Um, I don't know where I I saw the story potentially on the Ready Room or the Haynard show. Uh, and it was something like they were fiddling around with it. Like somebody's messing with one like all season. And they were like, hey, let's uh, let's use that. <laughs> <laughs> so that okay. became the weapon du jour. <clears throat> the other thing I was noticing, and I should have mentioned it before, but the Andorian's voice Seems yeah. just kind of it's, off to me. Yeah, I think it's modulated. I think that the Andorians and the Klingons actually have modulation in their voices, and I think it's a particular modulation that they do. Um, it like deepens and broadens the Andorian voice, and it like um, sort of like deepens and tightens the Klingon voice. I think. Okay. Well, I mean, why? So is that something that they did intentionally in the show post production, or yeah. is that what they? really want us to believe that Andorian's voice sounds like. I think both things are true. I think it's something they did post-production on purpose and they want us to believe that that's what an Andorian's voice sounds like. There's a, um, okay. it's a, I don't, I don't know what that's about. It's, it's a, like, cause Klingons always sound a certain way anyway because of the teeth, <laughs> you know, cause people can't talk yeah, through yeah. the teeth very well. So I, I don't, I'm not really sure why, why they're doing that. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. It doesn't really bother me too much. I get the idea of Andorians having a different tone to their voice because of different biology. And I get the idea of Klingons having yeah. a more like wolf-like, you know, savagery to their voice. Well, then maybe they should uh, growl a little bit more like Moro from uh, Princess Mononoke or uh, uh, the wolves in Wolves Rain. I, I'm sure you have no perhaps, reference point for those shows. That. I'm sure our fans that might, though. Oh, I've I've heard uh, Princess Mononoke mentioned several times, specifically by you. <laughs> I mean, in the many times that you've I've mentioned it, I'm surprised that you haven't gone and watched it. Oh, I wouldn't know how to begin spelling it to find it in the first place. Uh, phonetically. <sighs> okay. Seriously, mon on o k. Got you. I got you. I, uh, <laughs> be sure not to do that. <laughs> That's exactly how it's spelled. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Clag is spelled K-L-A-G. Clag. Yeah, that's my that's my slang term for for Klingons. Oh, I, I might be some, might be vaguely racist. I'm not really sure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the writers of Star Trek Discovery continually reminding us that. Oh, reminding, having characters remind Michael that she fell in love with a Klingon, and that's supposed to be ironic, is like, yeah. Uh, how many times are they going to remind me of this? They remind me of it like well, every five seconds after, after, after. How many after times the are they going to twist the knife? 
I know, right? Like, if you're going to be a person who twists the knives, you might want to be a person from the mirror universe because those people really know how to twist knives. They're the, <laughs> the knife twisters of the multiverse. Um, oh, but I don't know. But I don't know because Burnham's getting pretty good at it, too. Because, because she's yeah. like, uh, I mean, hey, where'd you get that to... little phrase from? Like, yeah. Is this something, uh, yeah, yeah. something that comes from normal human world because it doesn't I think yeah. she's like describing for the, pe- the people who were previously happy like I told you like Kayla Detmer like smiled as she saw the Georgia coming in the bridge because I don't think she, she was uh, realizing that this was you know the mirror emperor um, mm, okay. so I think Burnham called her out on purpose so that at least Kayla would know <laughs> you know because Kayla seemed a little too yeah. happy to see to see Pippa when she showed yeah. up last time Hey, so something I've been wondering for a little bit. I, I was, I always enjoy a good uh, zoom in on uh, our solar system and stuff. This zoom in was awesome. Yeah, I mean the the angle of the what we're familiar with of, of Earth Starbase. Sure. It's not Starbase One. That's the same scene that Admiral Cornwell pulled in on, and then saw that it had Molor's symbol, and then like they left, right? Like it's the same. It's the same place, right? Yeah. Isn't it well, like the same angle it, and everything? No, it's not, because it's not Earth. The Starbase 1 wasn't in orbit around Earth. But that was Earth. That we. The reason I say I know it's Earth is because, uh, not to jump too far forward, but at the end of this episode, we zoom in past that same space station and go down to the planet, and that is the planet Earth at the end of this episode. We zoom all the way into where they do the whole ceremony in the hall. Well, I mean, presumably, just like every... Uh, starship of the same class looks identical to the other one. Well, do they? Well, I mean, before before this show, they did. Okay. Every single, say, for example, Constitution class True. looked identical because, I mean, obviously they're using the same model to make it when they're filming. Yeah, it. for the most part. I mean, Enterprise but, B looked different than Enterprise B, but you know. Than the Excelsior Wait, class. Enterprise B looked different than the Excelsior class. They have that extended hull so that they could rip the. You're, you're right. The Enterprise B itself looked different from the US Excelsior. Gotta rip those Elorians out of there somehow. But, uh. Butter. Yeah, it's sure. what's for dinner. <laughs> My point is, is that Starbase 1, if it's the same class as Earth Starbase, then it would look, at, at least at first appearance, the same. Unless you're looking at them side by side. Did they not look the same? They look the same to me. They did, but my, my point, that's my point, is that they're going to look the same because they're the same class of Starbase. Sure. But they were both, the, both of the Starbases we saw were also in orbit of a planet that looked like Earth. But, I mean, the whole point is, uh, is that there, there are other planets that look like Earth. Oh. The other planet that we saw didn't necessarily, we didn't get good a good of the land masses, the continents on that plant, planet. So we don't know for sure that that was Earth. And even if it was Earth, they'd already taken over start the Starbase. So in that episode, they're implying that that planet's already been taken over. Oh, is that what they're saying? I don't think that's what they were saying. Indirectly, they, they were. Because if they had taken over Earth or even attacked Starbase, the, the Starbase that is orbiting Earth, the war would be over. You know, they would just nuke Earth and just be done with it. And that's the center of the Federation. Well, it's, I don't think it is. I think Earth, Telar, Andor, Andor, and Vulcan are the center of the Federation. 
I think well, Earth is one member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes and no. Okay. I mean, otherwise, why is Earth Sector 001? Uh, this is a fair, fair point. And the Federation pre president is... Well, we have a really how? racist star chart. Yeah, I mean, well, sort of. But, I mean, it's a human it's, very, it's a human TV show. Very human-centric star chart that we're, we're using here. Well, I mean, it's a human TV show, so, I mean, of course... Is it? Human, human fans of a human show. Or is it just translated? I don't know, whatever. Okay. But, you know, the Federation president is on Earth. You nuke Earth. Yeah. You have no leadership for the Federation. You have no leadership for uh, Starfleet. Oh, well, okay. I mean, you have no... I mean, all of the Starfleet Command, Starfleet Academy... Yeah. Uh, ...is on Earth. Yeah, both on Earth. Yeah, sure enough. Now, I've always been of a mind that there were Academy branches on other planets so that, you know, sure. it just makes it, makes it easier for people that are farther away from Earth to be able to go to the Academy. Yeah, like know? that's where Wesley took his tests, was that, like, a, a field office. Although yeah. he was, I guess, in some sort of, like, CTP while he was on the Enterprise. I really don't know. Uh, uh, CTP? A command training program, like uh, Tilly. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, for uh, uh, Crusher? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, he did, I don't know, he did field hours while he was in the Academy. Because wasn't he in the Academy, like, when he got into the uniform and was, like, flying the ship in junk? He was an acting ensign, and he was supposed to be... His duties were not supposed to get in the way of his studies for actual 16-year-old, 17-year-old people at, you know, whatever studies they're supposed to be doing in, at the end of high school for the, in the 24th century. So um, his duties, his studies always came first. Um, but... Back to my initial point about bringing that zoom in up. Oh yeah, you get a good, you get a brief glimpse at of Earth that is inhabited with lights and stuff on, on it. That, sure. And I, I was just kind of wondering, what do you think the Earth look? What do you think a new moon looks like from Earth uh, when you're looking at the moon? Um, so the uh, a new moon being when today you look up at the moon and it's basically dark and you see a silhouette in the sky. Uh -huh. But now that it's illuminated by artificial light in the 23rd century, what do you think it looks like from Earth when there's a new moon? I'm sure you can see a lot of detail on the moon, a lot of the detail of like the uh, of Utopia Planitia and stuff. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's an interesting thought. That is an interesting thought experiment. Yeah, yeah. that's probably very clear. Isn't Utopia Polynesia an orbit around Jupiter? Or it's on not Mars? an orbit. It's on. Oh, you're right. It's on Mars. You're right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely right. It's on okay. Mars. Yeah, it's on the surface of Mars. And some of it would be on in orbit because they're buildings. I don't know why I always think of Utopia Planitia being on the moon when I know it's on Mars. The only thing that they've indicated that is on moon. I mean, Riker says there's blank, blank point blank million people on the moon now. Ah. Okay, so at least you know, it's a place to live. Yeah. I was wondering early on in the episode when uh, Michael yeah. is talking about uh, once I know fear, how do oh, I defeat it? I and do she's love that speech. Glaring, yeah. And she's glaring at uh, K 
cap quote Captain Georgiou. Yes, yes. So who to whom does she refer to as fear? Also, fear is the path to the dark side. Uh, what's the dark side? I don't know. No, I Something don't know else either. from some fictional universe. From a long time ago. So it's some history channel yeah. stuff from a long time yeah, yeah, ago yeah. and a long, yeah. long, long far away that'll never have any impact on my life whatsoever. Because <laughs> it has nothing to do with this galaxy even or the solar system or anything like that. Yeah, that's not quite... I, I love in, in the scene here where uh, Tyler's trying to chum up to Michael again. Yeah. And Tilly just yeah, and her girl rolls up. Literally, yeah, just literally steps in between them. I got you, girl. Everybody's, everybody's storming down the hallway in their black leather, except for Giorgio, who is apparently dressed as a crow. <laughs> crow? A crow Indian or a crow bird? Yeah, like the raven ever, evermore. <laughs> okay. Uh, she's um. I, I gotta tell you this this whole thing about Giorgio, the uh-huh. uh, she's unhinged, right? Like, don't they know? <laughs> like, does the crew know that like at any moment, like, there's no handlers with her. Like, there's nobody from Starfleet came to like monitor her <laughs> situation. She's like nobody like you know standing beside her in case she decides to like get pissed off somebody and like throw a knife at them. Little, little cattle prods or something. Yeah, like she, there's nothing to like stop her from grabbing a fidget spinner and like tossing it around the room or anything. <laughs> Like, hey, there's that transporter chief again. Or the, the... Oh, is it the puffy head transporter chief? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't catch him. I wonder if he stays here for a long time. We'll have to see on the on the coming yeah. seasons whether he uh, continues being here. I was still stuck on the part about like what precautions they take with this emperor, like this this wild yeah, yeah. mirror universe, like evil person that they're putting in command of a Federation starship, like. What do they give her a crash course in ethics? Do they like give her some training on? Uh, do they have like some sort of like tracking device on her that will blow her head off in case she does something ridiculous? <laughs> oh, like, like Suicide Squad. She's really like, are they that desperate that they can send her? They're just gonna send her into the field with no handlers. Like, there's nothing <laughs> to stop her. Well, I mean, why isn't Michael and Tilly her handlers? I mean, t- Tilly. The- they don't even let Tilly know until, like, they have to let Tilly know yeah. that Giorgio's there. I guess... Yeah, need to know. I guess they're making Tilly her handler. Because I, mm. I guess cause she's the person that she ends up accompanying, right? Yeah. So, basically, the weakest possible person on the ship. <laughs> the one that we're going to send Tilly. with the strongest possible person on the... Well, it's not strong. weak. Uh, not physically but she might be a little emotionally not the strongest you know like oh, okay. she was unable while when after she went down to the planet to uh say no to drugs number one like, <laughs> <laughs> how are you gonna say no to a bloodthirsty emperor if you can't even say no to drugs little girl i mean well she was sitting down girl. to talk to the guy and then the guy's ready to throw her out for not using drugs yeah i mean when clinton howard decides he's gonna put you out you call up ron though that's what you're <laughs> supposed to do Call that's, Ron. You're like, hey, Clint's over here doing these drugs. You know this guy, right? This guy, Clint Howard. Oh, I have no idea. So you know the uh, so he was this guy, this guy, Clint Howard, right? He was on Star Trek as like a little kid. The Orion, uh, Harry Mud. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> he looks yeah, like he looks like the like original Harry Mud. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this kid was this guy was um, as a child. He was on uh, the original Star Trek. 
Um, okay. And he is, I, I don't remember whether he's older or younger, but he's hes the brother of Ron Howard, who's the red-haired okay. kid from Mayberry, you know? <laughs> you know that show? With the, anyway, Andy, uh, Andy, what's, I don't know his name. But anyway, he's, and he became like a big producer. Like, he did like lots of big movies. Okay. I'm surprised. Uh-huh. Him. I can't think of what any of them are, but... You know, Ron, Ron, anyway, I just thought I'd point that out. And then also, huh. yeah, she can't say no to drugs. And yeah, 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 Clint Howard, Clint Howard should, uh, should stop doing all these drugs. I, I know it's rough being on Star Trek. Um, just talk to, uh, uh, what was his name? Tom, Tom Hardy. We get it. We get it. We're with you, Tom. Tom Hardy. Yeah, shins on. I, wanna, I told you about the story where, like, he, he got, like, strung out because Shenzhen was received so badly along with the rest of the movie that has the 45 degree angle down Jeffrey's tubes that, that serve as a slide yeah, okay. to get out of the ship not to get back into that whole thing you're, you're so good at the actors names and I'm better at recognizing well, them as their character so I remember Tom Hardy because Tom Hardy also played Venom and it was a really good movie and I was like really psyched and I was like wait that's the same guy so Venom <laughs> equals Shenzhen by the way I don't know if we if you were aware of that one Okay. Yeah. Um, Not to back paddle too much. No, but, it's okay. Uh, when we first see Discovery in the, this episode, did that ship model look a little odd to you? I didn't really notice anything off about the model except for it was blue neon again. Like we were getting, okay. getting really like the whole blue neon and like like mm. burnished burnished gold and blue neon is like the colors of Star Trek Discovery, and <laughs> that's like that's Tilly's uniform. And that's the scene flashing from the blue neon Avenger flying by in space straight to okay. the blue neon brig with the blue neon holograms. Yeah, it's interesting too that the uh, the that Laurel. L'Oreal. Maybe she's born with it. Oh, Laurel, the Klingon. Sure. I'm sorry. Mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, let's talk about mother. Sorry. No, it's just making a whole joke. The subtitle says, you know, she's apparently telling Michael to go to hell, but there is no word for in Klingon for hell because yeah. there is no Klingon hell. Right. I don't. I, 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 I guess I should go back and listen to it and see if she actually says hell because otherwise it's a weird distinction. I mean, there is... Well, she doesn't say hell, but the subtitle says hell. There's which, a... So what does she say? Because... Um, would technically there... be the Klingon... Uh, the... the for the, the, the place for the dishonored dead. Is it Grithor? Is that what it's called? Grithor? Gr- Grithor? Yeah, something like that. Griffin? Gryffindor. House Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> Home of the dishonored Klingon dead. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> this sorting hat sent you straight to hell. I didn't realize that when when uh, they did the zappy thing with the green lights on the Klingon, the Emperor did that. That she actually immobilized her. So that's why the, the probably the only reason why she had such an advantage over the Klingon. From you know. Wait, what happened? When did well, this happen? In the brig, when she's beating up on the female Klingon. Oh yes, she did the thing with her with the with the the strap. She has like a on like a suit thing, right? With like yeah metal straps around it. Yep. So she immobilized her. Yeah. Um But I was also thinking, shouldn't her shouldn't? Who L'Oreal? L'Oreal. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go with L'Oreal. I think. <laughs> okay. Well, shouldn't her scutes protect her better from being beat up so poorly, badly, by the emperor? 
shooting her what? Her scutes. You know, like uh, alligator scutes. They're they're like little pieces of of uh, bone that are like bone plating or like you. Um, when I looked it up to get the proper spelling, I it mentioned uh, scutes on a uh, stegosaurus. Oh well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing I gotta tell you. So I did a little. I did a little butthole thing, um, and that was that. Butthole thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, not not that kind of butthole thing. But while I was watching uh, this episode yeah. earlier, I uh, I did a little pausey pausing, right? Uh-huh. And the pausey pausing that I did was right around the time that Emperor Giorgio is whooping the ass of Laurel. Well, okay. there's one time where Laurel's head hits the ground, uh, hits the ground, and uh-huh. guess what happens? Uh, her makeup comes off. Oh, the entire back of her head caves in. So like, <laughs> apparently the part. That appears to be bone is apparently just some sort of soft foam material. I I don't know how this happened to the species, but there's this like this weird quality to the back of their head that should be it should be it should, seems like it seems like it's bone, right? Well, it's not, homie. It's, it's foam. It it caves in when it hits the ground. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, the best thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you this moment. It's a uh, it's uh, eight minutes and thirty five seconds in. The entire like bony part of her head just like mushes off to one side. <laughs> it's so strange how how their mm. bones are. Their bones must be made of of, of uh, styrofoam <laughs> or uh, or or some kind of foam, some sort of sponge material, perhaps. Well, late 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 latex appliances. Oh, what do you mean, latex <laughs> stives or stirks or stevedores or straps? <laughs> You know, facial latex makeup. They're, you know, they're. Oh, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> these cameras are recording real life. <laughs> Get the hell out of here with your silliness, anyway. Yeah, just a Galaxy Quest. But yeah, yeah, about eight minutes and twenty <laughs> seconds in. I'll go ahead and put a screen cap of that. Okay. Why? There's no. We're, we're audio only. I'm gonna put it in the description of the show, just because it's fun. <laughs> just to be a butt. Okay. Cause I, I like pointing out the moat in God's eye. That's why. <laughs> the moat in God's eye. Okay. You know the story, right? You can tell me off. Off. Camera. I will. Yeah, you gotta go to church right. and get that story. The moat in God's eye. I'm yeah. Not sure I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, you gotta look up the word moat. M O T E. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that'll help. As in like that body of water around a castle. No, M O T E is the word moat. How do you spell the word that is the body of water around a castle? M-O-A-T. But they're pronounced the same. They are pronounced identically, yes. L'Oreal. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. So they mentioned Molar. Yeah, they do mention Molar. I do like the And it just kind of brought, brought me back to um, uh, a particular book. Have you ever read uh, Michael Michael Jan Friedman's uh, Kalis? I have read that book, yes, indeed, and I read the whole story of Kalos fighting Molor. Yes, yes, uh, I like the tie-in. There. So then it, it turns out that the clone of the uh, of Kalos is actually the clone of Mol- Molor. Yeah. Well, was it actually Molor, or they just were they, they did they leave it ambiguously, or did they say um, yes for sure? I don't recall. I mean. I, I don't recall either. It's been some time since I've read it, but 
I mean, I, I think the implication is there is that the the clone of Kalos that we meet in the next generation is actually a clone of Morgul. Morgul. Yeah, because uh, I think that, that makes sense because we don't know where Kalos died or where his body is, but we, we know don't? exactly where Molor is. Oh, okay. Because he was thrown into a particular hole. So yeah. all we would have to okay. do is go down that particular hole and find it. Assuming that Emperor Jojo hasn't come along and removed Molor's body since then. Or yeah. maybe she played a little game and switched Kalos and Molor's body. So I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. So have you ever wondered why Kronos is green? Is it green? I, see, I, I thought it was red for some no. reason, but I think that must be Praxis. It's red. Maybe we don't ever get a good glimpse of Praxis. I, I do feel like um, I do feel like during the next generation that uh, Kronos was red. I, I could be mistaken. There was also some uh, rumors going around that um, at the time. What what time? Of the next generation. Oh, twenty fourth century. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That Kronos was not the original homeworld of the Klingons. Oh yeah. That there that something happened to the original homeworld and they ended up on this one. And they could potentially just call wherever they're living and claiming as their homeworld. Just rename it Kronos. So you know? yeah, I, I remember at some point there was a world that people called Klinzai, K-L-I-N-Z-H-A-I. Okay. And I don't think I've ever heard I of that word. I think the understanding was that that was the Klingon homeworld. Obviously, it is not. It is Kronos. However, I wonder, is this, you know, is this New Earth? You know, is this the, the, <laughs> other, the other one? And it, and it gives me some it gives me some sort of uh, some sort of Riemann, Riemann sort of tease. Like, I'm wondering, like, oh. Is there something way back where they were... Because the Remans are so frelling, similar to, like, Klingons-ish, sort of, that I wonder is that, like... So, like, Klingons well, are to humans I, as Romulans are to Remans in appearance. You know what I mean? So, say that again? Uh, in appearance... Yeah? Klingons are to humans as Remans are to Romulans. Okay. So it seems to me that the Remans and the Klingons would have a closer genetic profile than Remans and Romulans. Was that a brain twister? <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of a brain twister because the Remans are Rom are Vulcans that settled on Remans. No, that are. Yeah, Is that they what are. We're saying okay. Yeah, because. The, the, the Remans and the Romulans are just two different factions of the original Vulcans that left Vulcan to go to find their own homeworld and uh, go to, they ended up on Romulus and so Remans. This is, this is what I thought as well, that when Satask left, he took his people with him and some of them ended up on one place and some of them ended up on the other. Yeah, and the, the reason they look so different from Romulans is because Different environment. A different environment, yeah. I mean, living in the dark all the time, basically. Well, sure, that's part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean... Funny they don't squint the way that... Oh, yeah, they do squint the way that Mirror Universe people do. I forgot. <laughs> the Vice Roy did indeed squint. Yeah. Well, but also, there was some... What was, the, what was the genetic disorder that Picard was 
Well, oh, it was the hearing thing. Never mind. I wonder if Shinzon was going to develop Eremotic Syndrome. Wait, is it Eremotic Syndrome? Am I making that up? No, the, it, it is Eremotic Syndrome, but I thought that was uh, Vulcan. Uh, well, okay, so hold on. So there's Eremotic Syndrome, which I I believe is... So, you know, Eremotic Syndrome is what Picard has. And oh, okay. what um, it is... Uh, uh, what is the thing I'm thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of Pofik Syndrome. That's right. What's Pofik syndrome? So Pofik syndrome was a whole thing uh, that only happened because of someone's exposure to something at the Galatep labor camp. Oh, right. The Bajoran thing. Yeah. Well, only Bajorans got it and the Cardassians that were there. Yeah. And that's why the file clerk had it because he Eamon was there. Maritza. Yeah. Eamon Maritza. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was there and he got. Okay. But yeah, Eremotic Syndrome, yes, the Shinzon did get it. And that the luck, he was lucky to encounter a Romulan that was familiar with it. He diagnosed him with it and he helped him take care of it in, in a completely different way than Picard took care of it. But yes, he developed the same thing. Huh. And it also happens to help people go bald, too. No, just kidding. Yes. Syndrome <laughs> will take that hair right off the top of your head and make you look a straight Bolian. It's probably him getting his hair cut by Bolians all this time. <laughs> yeah, there something. You go. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the, uh, when they're wandering around the streets, did you see the uh, SETI eel? We saw, yes, I did see, I did see the uh, the SETI, SETI alpha little eel thing. I also saw yeah. uh, at about 1456 seconds in, the two streams coming from the Klingon in the corner who was peeing. You know, okay, I mean, I barely saw that, and yeah. I looked it up. I I just typed it into Google, and they said, yes, pr prior to the discovery, it's been acknowledged that since they have the dual um, organ thing going on, that that's one of the organs that is duplicated. That is lovely. I'm so glad. I'm so... Oh, you must have found the same article that I just found. Um... <laughs> This is, from I don't a, know. I, this is from a site called Inverse, and I'm so glad that uh, I'm so glad I'm so glad I that just, we've we've confirmed well, this. You know how when you get uh, when you type a question into Google, sometimes you'll get a snippet from the website that you're looking at, and it sure. says, you know, I literally typed how many penises do do Klingons have? Sure. And in bigger font than 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 the rest of the article, the snippet. It says two penises, and then under that it says yes, that Klingon has two penises. Yes, indeed. But this isn't an, an example of discovery changing canon per se. It's not. No. In 1992, Next Generation episode Ethics. Yes. Warp yes. had to undergo yes. So yes. backup stuff. Yep. And uh, that is actually from a website. It looks like it's just from Yahoo. It's from then, Inverse. I'm well, looking at the actual article on Inverse right now. Okay. And and I mean, you were you were reading it word for word. But then the the next link below below that is from Inverse. Ah, okay. Perhaps one quote in another. Maybe. So anyway, I mean, it, it's hard for me to see that he has two streams. Oh wait, there's pictures of it. There. Yeah, it's there's gif of it right there. Um. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I would need to raise the lighting level a little bit better. There's a, okay. there's one more thing that I saw in there, and okay. I, I, we're 
gonna you might want to go and like look but as we as we are also walking through the same area there's kylo ren in the background kylo not that i know who that is but there's some guy that i think is kylo ren like standing around in the background like it's really clear that it's kylo ren you know I do not. Who's? I mean, you're you're always denying it. Why can't I once? Oh god! It's like guys. It's Han Solo's son, just hanging out in the, just hanging out on the Klingon planet, looking at the Orion weapons dealer. So let's see. On my on mine, it's about 15, 15 minutes, thirteen seconds in. I am. I did uh, upgrade our my connection uh, for this podcast to uh, whoa, to um, what is it? It's uh. It's, uh, it's 5G, by the way. Oh, okay. That's so, now 5G connection gone from 300 megabytes per second to whatever the hell 5G is. <laughs> Five gigabytes? I I don't know. I guess maybe that's the idea. Uh, it's very interesting how much lighter. Um, it's brighter. The episode is brighter on the screen uh, on my uh, Windows computer than it is on the Mac computer. Although it looks way better on the Mac computer, it's very like it's very uh, contrasty. Detailed, and I like that. But it's bright and detailed on the Windows computers. So you know, six and one half dozen the other birds in one hand, and two in the bush, whichever one, wherever you want it to be. <laughs> All right. So I don't know about birds in the bush, but I wouldn't mind having some see in my bush. Oh, oh my. Oh wait! Okay. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's the same. That did. That, that sounded better in my head. I think it probably did. I hope it did. It would sound like something totally different. By the way, who are you? Oh. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> it's me, Zach Dorino, and I'm here with my buddy Gray, Earl of T. And we're here to talk about Star Trek Discovery, season one's uh, final chapter. Will you take my hand? Yes. We've been talking about it for uh, for a few minutes now and various other <laughs> yes. things. And uh, I don't, I I don't can't know believe how that, uh, long has the time neither gone. Neither of us realize yeah. that, yeah. I, you, know, it's, you know, time flies. When you're having fun. I don't know what our excuse right now is. What what are, what are time flies? Is that like little pesty little flying they're, insects? That they're the ones that feed time? on time crystals. Oh, okay. So. Or, or just like... Uh, are, are, are they like weeping angels? Wow, you went to Doctor Who for that. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> okay. Well, there's so much right. more time so, travel in Doctor Who than there can is. You, can you see my screen? I can see your screen. All right, so yes. I'm going to push play for a second. I'm going to let it go from right here. And I'm going to pause when I see Kylo Ren, which is now. And there he is. That looks person like. looks like Kylo Ren. Yeah. That's this a is woman. What yeah, I don't know Star Wars. So there you go. See, mine is so much darker on my TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mine is on my Apple. So I was very, but like, okay, so that that is that's, not that, that must that's be a why, female. That must be why this is so clear to me. Like, I've it's so clear on the screen that this is a Klingon with his with his two penis penis eye penises penusini punani punani. Putang? Putang? No, that's not Nanny? what it is at all. Nanny? Dead Klingon on the street. No, just sleeping. Oh, yeah. Definitely, like, clear as day. Oh, that is so much clearer. Yeah, yeah. Clear as that day. is so much clearer than mine. But, I mean, it, it, yeah, whatever. But why would you need to pee from both of them? Why would you not if you had to really go? 
Do, do they have two bladders? I would imagine they probably have one. Then why Just would you? Be why would? Because you can't pee while you're doing the do, unless you have two penises. <laughs> and I, evidently they're on top of each other. So yeah. So this is the thing. So this is why this is why uh, this is why Klingon females are like uh, that other animal. You know, they can like hide one from the other. They're like, yeah, go ahead and hit what this one. You know, they can they can hide one what, hole. What what uh, other animal? I don't remember what other animal. Is it a goose? Is it a snake? I don't remember which one it is. Oh, a duck, a mallard duck. Yeah, sure, yeah a duck. you're right. They yeah, have a, like almost like a pseudo vagina yeah. that they can direct the so this is male reverse. that they don't actually want to mate with. This, is, this one, this one's in reverse. This way, the Klingon males can do whoever they want and be like, yeah, yeah, no danger of having any offspring with her. <laughs> yeah, like, this is the one you're gonna get it yeah this is the real one we're gonna have babies yeah and I was like oh how many babies with you here take my real here take my spong hand take your what oh never mind okay your spong hand no, never mind we'll just move on okay it's a movie Gabriel must have found something interesting lying around in this universe is that what she said <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, she she's, said Gabriel must have found something interesting lying around in this universe. So what she, was she's it? being? No, no, no. She's being sarcastic. She's oh, she is kind of reversing. She's like, what is possibly interesting about this universe if nobody? It. She. Uh, how how can I? She's trying say, to say you all bore me. Yeah. Oh, because I was sitting here trying to figure out. Wow, I wonder. This is one of those threads, you know, because like how Discovery likes to do. G G Gabriel must have found something interesting about this universe. I got you. I got you. Okay. I mean, even the Klingons are boring after all. Ah, uh, you know? fair enough. Or yeah. Orion's on. It's very, you know, on it's very medieval, like it's medieval and like like yeah. feudal on the Klingon homeworld. Are they sure. stuck in the 1800s? I guess they are because uh, they're kind of like in a well. Pre I mean, maybe, probably even before that. With starships, okay, it's cool. Yeah, so we can do that. Well, I mean, it's almost. Sometimes you gotta wonder if the Klingons developed warp technology on their own, or if they were given it before they should have had it. Uh, or stole it before they. Why should would have they be it. giving it? Why well, would they give it to somebody? Or what, sold what to, them. to them. Oh, by who? The Ferengi? Yeah. You know, before they should have developed it on their own. Mm. But then, I mean, then after after she says that line about uh, being so bored with the uh, this universe, uh, she goes right into doing her bisexual mirror universe thing and <laughs> picking up both the female and the male. She Orion. does indeed. Well, and I There's can't so much out. that happens in that scene. Um, yeah. I think that might actually be a good time for us to take a little break. You want to take a break? Come back and finish this thing up. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think I'm getting a note from my producer. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. We'll be back in just a minute. All right. All, and, and for all you know, it's the same people because they're in silhouette intentionally. Like so discovery, you're definitely all stars. 
of the challenge. The challenge to do what? I don't know. The challenge to save the universe a different way every season. <laughs> next season, next season, find a new way to save the universe. Not on, not the universe, the whole, the just the galaxy. So, um, so when we were concerned about the mycelial mycelial, oh, when we were concerned about the mycelial plane being uh, demolished because of uh, because of um, mirror, Orca? no, well, mirror stamens actually wasn't mirror stamens oh. the one who's causing the the dis- degeneration of the network or something like that. <clears throat> sure, certainly. Well, anyway, um, so we are back. Oh, we, we are still we are discussing. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's been so so yeah. lonely in here without you guys. It's been like less crowded, yeah. but it's been very lonely also. <laughs> less crowded? What? Yeah, there's a lot of people in. All, all both of them. Oh, both of our fans. Yeah. yeah the, the one that I invited and the one that you invited. Yeah, yeah one of them. One of <laughs> Your them was, mom and my mom. Well, I don't think I'll be having my mom listen to this show. I, okay, your, your your partner and my mom. Yeah, I'm definitely going to force Chris to listen to it. <laughs> I see name drops. Because I'm going to need somebody to um to send those comments and uh, messages. <laughs> I mean, uh, I might write them for him, but I'll ask him his opinion in a little bit. You write the comments for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This scripted, pre-designated comments like, 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 uh, getting all your friends to four-star review your uh, eBay account yeah, or your totally Amazon listing. I'm gonna get everybody on now. I'll give you a dollar if you give me a four-star rating. <laughs> so just subscribe on iTunes so that we can get our name like higher up in the ratings, and then eventually we'll have like real people subscribing. Speaking of iTunes, not that you guys aren't real people. Just a whole bunch of jokes. Just jokes, guys. <laughs> oh, we were talking about iTunes. Yeah. So speaking of iTunes, there's a movie on iTunes that I'd like to be able to watch, but I don't have access to the Apple TV Plus thing. Oh man. What is it? Uh, I can give you one guess as to what some of the it's shows called Greyhound. Are- no. Oh, because I have that one. I downloaded it. Is the movie called Greyhound? Yeah, Is yeah, it yeah. about a bus? I I think it might be. <laughs> like a like a uh, a twin film or a a mockbuster of uh, speed. You know the the name Greyhound hadn't I, I hadn't been thinking that deep about it. Um, to think about <laughs> what the plot could be. Um, I think it has Tom Hanks in it or something. Somebody asked me to get it for him because. It has this particular person in it. Mm. I don't remember who this person is. I don't remember how I... Oh, it was... What was it? Like Apple TV, I guess. Yeah, it's on Apple TV. So, it's, it's like right in front of Apple TV. I don't know what it is. Probably not that important. Just making more stuff I have to delete. More stuff you have to delete? Yeah, more content. That won't be Off easy. of... Out of, uh, out of the audio yeah, this podcast, right here. or delete yeah. it off your hard drive? No, this right here. This right here what I'm saying right now. Oh. I'm probably going to delete oh, what I'm, I'm saying sorry. right now. Oh. Let me see. Um, I can't just, like, log into, like, Apple TV from the Internet. Okay. No, I mean, can you? Um, I... Oh, 
Well, I think you have to subscribe to Apple TV. But yes, I yeah, mean, I can use my Roku to get on Apple TV. Right. So, uh, oh, wait, it started right up. So okay. we have a subscription for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris got three months of um, three months of it free. And I think he got yeah. um, I think he got some like he got Apple TV for free and he got Apple Apple Arcade for free because he got his new phone recently. It's hmm. a super expensive new Apple i Apple i12 phone phone 12 of Apple the 12th Apple okay. phone m- mini or something. My mom got the same phone. She, okay. I just found out recently. She's she's mm-hmm. she's an Apple person. I don't know why she's an Apple person, but you know, I guess it's the intuitiveness and the ease of use, <laughs> and and their customer okay. service, which I don't think she's ever needed to use. They have customer service. This is what I've heard. Like Apple Care, they call it. Oh, okay. Which is just really just a statement. You know, like Apple Care. <laughs> do it's Apple Care. Not... What? And do do Apple Care. I, I, I don't care. Oh. If Apple Care. Me neither. Me neither. I don't know why we're talking about it. Well, I don't know why you brought it, why you brought it up. You, you brought it up. Apple Care. Whatever. You just said it. I did not. You did just say it. It was a figment of your imagination. You're a figment of my imagination. <laughs> Maybe I am. Prove that I exist. Today on the show, the guys discuss whether or not they exist. <laughs> Uh, Join us next week when we talk about nothing because we found out that we don't exist. (laughs) So, so we are. This is a this is a season finale show, you know. So we're we're doing we're putting forth our our best our best effort. We oh oh we were supposed to do that. Wait, we we have an effort. Wait, you haven't been putting forth effort. Effort. It shows. Hold on. If I put forth effort, I might do something that in this chair that you might not want me to do. Um, Hold on. <laughs> Gabriel must have found something interesting lying around in this universe. Are you sure <laughs> that there's not going to be something that comes up and she's like, oh, I knew I'd find the thing, but, but I guess, <laughs> I guess, it doesn't matter. I guess I should all tab to my notes. Let's see. Where'd we leave off? We got up to two penises. We were on that for quite a bit, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge revelation. It's big, like it rocked the uh, the Star Trek universe, the Starfleet universe, the- rather. So, so for me, the Star Trek universe <laughs> is what's on the screen, and the Starfleet universe is those of us who, like, you know, grew up on the Enterprise, whichever iteration, or the Voyager. I think I grew up on multiple Enterprise. I I had a um, so my my partner's best friend, um, uh, his name is uh, his name is Marshall. He um, so he he. Uh, you know, he was really, uh, he was doing really well, but he was not, his body was not doing very well, and uh, he passed a couple weeks ago, um, and he was, his thing was, um, was Voyager, like every time he would come over to our house, and he stayed with us like a few times off and on over the past few years, um, sure. he would always, <laughs> he would always like immediately go straight to um, uh, Hulu or Netflix or whatever, I guess it was Netflix this most recent time, he would go straight to Netflix put on Voyager and just watch Voyager until, <laughs> until like you know like until the cows came home um, mm-hmm. and I would, make, well, I would always make fun of him for watching Star Trek no. for girls <laughs> I mean I was just kidding but uh, but I wasn't kidding but yeah man Star Trek Voyager 
Okay. So, so what, what's uh, Enterprise? In any case, uh, I, I don't know, man. So, Star Trek for n- nostalgic nerds. But I just wanted to give a a big, a big, a big, uh, a big moment, a big something, a big, a big nod to uh, shout out to Voyager and, and Herschel Wooten and the uh, and the production team of Star Trek that give so many of, of us so many hours of life and love and connection and purpose and uh, joy and uh, and that's all. I just wanted to mention that. This moment struck me. So, uh, so anyway, yeah. I, you know, there's a thing about Voyager <clears throat> in that I, I think I wanted to get more into the Klingonness of Belana Torres. Uh, I think it mm-hmm. really kind of annoyed me that they didn't really get into it as much as I wanted them to. Like, they got into it, like, immediately, right, with the Betach and Belana thing. Or, mm-hmm. or well, I don't know, what was her human name? Uh, are you, she had a human name? Yeah, so, remember, there was this episode called Faces. I think it might have been, like, the third episode of the series. And, um, it was one in which uh, Bilana Torres, the Maquis Klingon, Maquis half Klingon, uh, half Maquis half Klingon, <laughs> chief engineer of the Starship Voyager, um, yeah, uh, got split by the Vidians into two, and they extracted her Klingon yep. DNA and made a person, and they extracted her human DNA, her Maquis DNA, and made a person, and those two people got to interact. Um, the Klingon DNA, you mean? Yeah, what did I say? They pulled out. They pulled Ma- out the, the the Maquis DNA. Yes, and they out I'm thinking the Maquis are not a species. Yeah, I know. So they are the, a group yes, of people that. <laughs> now you've explained the joke. So they, the joke was that they pulled oh. out the Klingon DNA and they pulled out the Maquis DNA and they made two different people and those people interacted. See what I did there? Because who's just the Maquis? The Maquis are primarily what species? Aren't they mostly Native human? American? Yeah. So sure. yeah, so, yeah. So they pull out the Maquis DNA and Bajoran. Now I've explained the joke. <laughs> no, go ahead, because I mean it went over my head by a mile. It's or still so. go okay. So anyway, um, so I just I, I wanted some more exploration of that. Like uh, Discovery gives yeah. me more exploration of the cling of the uh, of what it is to be Klingon, but okay, they're giving me exploration of a different kind of what it means to be Klingon because this is what it, what it's like to be sort of an ancient Klingon. Oh, okay. Do, do you know what I mean? Oh, anti-Klingon. Uh, ancient, ancient Klingon. Ancient like from Klingon. Oh, know, okay. 22, like 100 years ago, you know? Well, and 10 years before Kirk. Yeah, a long time ago. Like, Klingons from a long time. Not what it was like to be Klingon today. Which is what I was lacking from Belena Torres. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, he, clearly not what it's like to be Klingons ten, even just 10 years later. Well, it's very true. Maybe we'll get some morph. Uh, in the Picard show, um, do you think we'll we'll have any other uh, contemporary shows? Oh, by which I mean, like, so, <sighs> so for me, uh, you know, being as the rest of you know, twenty fourth century Starfleet that we, we grew up around the t- what the twenty two, twenty three sixties, right, twenty three sixties, twenty three seventies, twenty three eighties, and it's, and it's like the end of the twenty three nineties right now. So, like, by contemporary, I mean like stuff that's happening in now the now time frame so like Picard is now yeah okay and uh what else what else is now there's nothing else now 
Strange New Worlds okay. is a long time ago. Discovery is blah blah blah. <laughs> and uh, Lower Decks. Lower Decks is is Lower Decks now? Is that or is this Lower Decks? As far as I can figure, is somewhere between, uh, somewhere after say Voyager and before Picard. Because uh, Riker is still a captain, uh, he's not a retired admiral. Yeah, he's on the Titan. Does that make your perspective of that Picard is in the future or that yes. Lower Decks is in the past? Uh, Picard is in the future. Hmm. Okay. Because um, reasons. Yeah, I, I think I think of it as Picard is now. You think Picard is now? Yeah. Like, I feel like I live in Picard's time. The time of Star Trek Picard, not the time of Next Generation really anymore. That's like 20 years ago. Boy, oh boy. This is the Timelines <laughs> podcast. This is Star Trek Timelines. Not to be confused with the uh, the mobile app. Or is it a mobile app? Is it available for uh, for Android, I believe? Star Trek Timelines, have you seen this? Oh, is that the Android game? Uh, yeah, yeah. I There's have like seen Star Trek an ad Fleet for it, Command. but I've never... Huh? There's also Star Trek Fleet Command, which is another one that's out. Oh, yeah, that's the one maybe I'm thinking of. The, the one that I used to love was Star Trek Wrath of Gems. Have you played this one? Never heard of it. Oh my gosh, it was the best. You like it's just a diamond one of those diamond games where you just like flip this one with that one and make three in a row and then they fall away and it's more fall into place. So how is that what, how did Star Trek come into the play? Yeah. I hate those so you they would, have nothing to do with the thing that they say that they have anything to do with it. They had nothing to do with it, but it, but you would collect like different like little cards of the people. Right, of, okay. of the different people in Star Trek. Um, and, and what can you do with these cards? You just collect them. What are you talking about? Do with them. Oh, okay. You just collect these digital cards. Um, by, you know, can, can you trade them for little... currency or sell them or buy them huh? or put them in binders? Or What does that have to do with anything? That's part of collecting, dude. You have the physical item oh, in your hand. Yeah, no, no, no. But see, like, okay, so here's the thing. So that is a, that is a proclivity of you because uh, you could decide to put as much uh, joy and effort and satisfaction out and get as much satisfaction out of collecting something digital as you could collecting something physical. Meh. <laughs> it's like, I don't even want to try. It's cool. I'm just going like, <laughs> to like, collecting my shit. You go ahead and be an esoteric over there. Enjoy Well, yourself. I mean, I... So I have a friend. Uh, you might be familiar with her. Um, she... One of her fixations is Pokemon. So, in order for us to play the card game together, you can buy the physical cards, get a free digital, that same deck in the digital form, and um, use those in the online game to play the cards in the game. And certainly you can look at your collection and flip through it, but um, you use it to play the digital game. And it just reacts and only follows the strict rules. Okay. Um, you know, and, and it's not like the other big major trading card game that makes you buy separately the uh, digital cards. You you know, they, they and instead of just the paper cards, but, uh, um, you know, it's a little bit more family friendly and stuff and the animations are interesting but I at, at home I still have all of those cards that I actually have in my collection except I mean yeah I did 
technically give some of them away to uh, a family that um, has a child in their family that is into Pokemon 2 and they're kind of um, what's this PC way to call it um NG. no they're kind of a family in need right we just we we, we um polish it up a little bit and just say stingy you know like they don't stingy? they don't you know they don't buy their kids all these expensive extravagant things that but but stingy is a negative kind of I know, thing I know I know you can be rich and be stingy you could hide you could also hide poor behind stingy if you wanted to you could actually hide you could hide um you could hide uh, wealthy behind poor also if you wanted to how could you hide wealthy behind poor? Ah, see. <laughs> just by saving. Just be a person that saves and saves and saves. And it doesn't seem like you have much money. You don't spend a lot of money. And you like, keep it you know, keep it on the real humble. And then, you know, you actually have a whole bunch of money in the bank. But no one's ever going to know. Until such time that you, like, up and buy a house. <laughs> and move, move the hell away from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Huh. Anyway, they're squeaking by... Let's let's say, but you know, I mean, I I was collecting them and they were. I didn't hear it. Hear what? <sighs> I don't know. I don't. I I don't know what you're talking about. Uh -huh. You know, I wasn't doing anything with them in my collect in, in my apartment. They were just sitting there collecting dust. And I figured, well, you know, I'll keep the ones that I actually want and get rid of the ones that I don't need and the the family with the well and the the child that I gave them to their borderline autistic uh, spectrum disorder so you know when you have a, a a thing that you like you know you're you're obsessed over for on, on the spectrum then you know that's sometimes all you ever think about and to be able to have a big gift like that of the thing that you really like is a major uh, it, it means a lot to them they might not say it but it, it's a major I don't know brownie points I mean I don't need brownie points with this kid I mean he's you know just the the offspring of the sister of my neighbor my heavens <laughs> you are extending the plank very slowly Am I? You just keep extending that blank. Just keep pushing it on out. Wheel it on out. Uh. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe you should just edit this whole section out. Tilly's hair. We're not even talking about the show anymore. Tilly's hair goes from super, super, duper curly to straight so quickly. It's amazing. Like, yeah. Because they, they're like on the bridge right, or wherever they are, like playing to go, and then they head down. To the turbo, to the to the to the, to the transporter, right? And she's sure. perfectly straight hair. And I wonder, is the replicator involved in here? Anyway? Is that shit hair? Because <laughs> if she used the replicator, then that's certainly. Can you use replicators to like? Can it like beam your hair away and then beat it back like straight? Can is that something you can do? That would be entertaining. Oh, oh could you? Could you? Oh, could you like beam parts of yourself away and then beam them back? Ooh, could you replicate? Part of Wait, could you beam your? Okay, could you beam your whole? Could you do like? Okay, so uh, okay, so I just got excited for um 
transgender individuals because I just created a replicator clamp that you like kind of sit in and it just changes the thing for you to the other thing. You're not the first person who thought of that. And oh. if there's because I thought of that too. Oh, you shit. well not not in that Copyright kind of detail, patent. but you could you huh? I know I think I just put it I threw a little copyright and a patent right on that. Mm. The repli repligenderizer. <laughs> well that would be probably more of a trademark. You trademark items and you copyright media. And like. see he's clarified it for me, so thanks for making sure that it's mine. You can't have it. Okay, can we we can share it, right? But comment comment below if you've ever thought about doing the transgender thing with a transporter. I mean, not you yourself necessarily. I just mean like thought oh. about changing some of your organs using a repl replicator. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a repli transporter? Like, do you have to? I guess it's the same thing. Like a repli. I don't know, man. Is it? What's the difference between a replicator and a transporter? Well, Is the replicator is creating. Inanimate matter, inanimate matter out of um, energy, out of so, nowhere. So Nothing. we're gonna have to use the transporter uh, as a like. We're gonna have to modify the transporter, right, to be able to do it into like some sort of device that fits over the bio bed. <laughs> like, Why should that be in a bio bed? Though? Why not in the privacy of your own quarters? Well, I think I want to be laying down for this. I don't think I want to be moving around. Like, you probably could move around, but like, according to, I guess, transporters nowadays, you could just, like, jump around. Hey, what's the... How come it is? Tell me. Riddle me this, Batman. Riddle me this Frank Gorshin playing Two-Face instead of playing... Um, there's a movie. It's called Star Trek IV, The One with the Whales. Right? And That's, that's the title a, of the movie. Yes. That's and what everybody <laughs> always calls it that's not a Star Trek fan. Star you mean The One with the Whales? Star Trek IV, The One with the Whales. Yes. So... There's there's this time where the professor from the 80s uh, jumps onto Captain Kirk while he's transporting away. Is that right? Sure. Right. Yes. So when they beam up to the ship, they are he's she's like on his on his back still, like the way same way that she was when they beamed up. However, mm -hmm. there's this other time in the mirror universe. Maybe mirror universe transporters worked. No, because we were using prime transporters. So uh, Michael Burnham runs over and jumps onto Emperor Jarjo. And when they be back to the yeah. ship, they're in two different transporter pads. So much that yeah. George was able to look over and say, what have you done to me? Yeah, but if you pay close attention, uh, the actress that plays Emperor Giorgio is pretty closely mimicking the same stance and position that she was she in when she was... She I mean, she's very, did, did a very good job at that. Okay, you so would think that if you separated them in the transporter beam, that Michael would slightly just kind of fall a little bit as her sure. feet settles to the ground. This is true. <laughs> oh, this is very like, true. Like she when would they, just be standing there. She'd be like... Like, like, like when they... Uh, it, there was a TNG episode where they thought that uh, they located supposedly Picard's son. Yes. And he was climbing a mountain and he fell off the mountain and they transported him away yes, before did. he could hit the bottom. Yes, he did. I don't remember And he's like... Much, well, but... As he, as he's like, you know, mad that he's there and he doesn't want to talk to yeah, anybody. Yeah. He's like, just transport me back onto the mountain sure. rock, and he takes a position of like he would be holding onto the rock. <laughs> yes, yes. Um. So I mean that, 
it seems to indicate that when when and why do people move in the transporter and when and why can't or don't people move in the yeah, transporter yeah because sometimes you do move like I've noticed that uh, that some transporters like you can walk as the beam is taking you okay. and some you cannot and some sometimes you have to go to a particular space and sometimes you don't <laughs> so I wonder it must be based on well and sometimes you need to have a transport locator like a communicator on sure. and sometimes you don't this is true sometimes you can lock on the life signs and sometimes you can lock on to their combat yeah and sometimes you can't lock on to the life signs <laughs> and you beam their combat back sometimes you beam the wrong thing back because and they're like, not wearing why combat. didn't you know that it wasn't like didn't the matter stream seem kind of light <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you surprised when the combat showed up like what's going yeah. on with that uh, yeah. There is the thing about the clothing in this episode because I feel like it's just like a lot to it, right? Mm -hmm. And Michael's the jacket, I can't get over it because it's got a Klingon back on it, right? Okay. <laughs> and then it's got like these brads and spurs and spikes and stuff. And I'm like, it's a very Klingon jacket. So she is like, <laughs> not only so she like clothes herself, she like swaddles herself in something very Klingon and then she has a callback to the torchbearer during her like final speech to which of course we haven't gotten yet but I just you know that made me think of it so she's like accepted and taken on some of like a bit of a Klingon mantle ish is that what okay. I'm thinking I, I guess I didn't notice I mean you were probably be looking into more other details than than I look into. Sure, I think I um. This show is so thick, like it's like, it's, like I, it's very yeah, well packed. I, I, I it, never noticed that Killy's hair ch changed curliness between scenes, and it's like, well, why would it? A lot of fast cutting really quick. Lots of gyration and undulation. Uh huh. <laughs> this yeah. I mean, this is definitely a TVMA. She's like, here, have some yeah, money. I'm staring at nothing. Giorgio is like transfixed to what's going on in front of her. Yeah, she found the interesting thing in this universe. No, oh, that must be the thing she found lying around. <laughs> Playing. We passed Ooh, that. Tilly's here. got like a little braid, like a, a Padawan braid right? going down the one side. Yeah, it's there. like she went to summer camp and then came back <laughs> with her hair like this. I wonder if there's any shells in there. I mean, Shit, why do we have to have a censored episode on this one? I know, right? Why not, like, <laughs> TV, TVR at least. Is TVMA basically TVR, though? Um, or above, yeah. Old butt ass crack. Yep. I've always... The, the odd thing about butts is everybody's got one, but they always like to block it or censor it or yes, whatever. It's like, who cares? Uh, it's like a uh, butt. Who what cares? Is, what is this game? What? What is this game called? It's called Obliterate Them. Uh, roughly translated, yes. It's just like uh, it's just like playing dice on the stairs. Um, I don't know. I've never played dice down the stairs. Oh, oh, that's that's fair, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I suppose so. I have a vague idea of what that show, what that game is, is. Have you? Vague. Yeah, I don't see the cash on the floor. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't know what, 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 what's their currency that they've been talking about in this episode? Dar, Dar Darbox? Darsex. Darsex? Yes. Like Parsex, only, only not. Oh, okay. But I, I, I love it when, um, when Ash slips into Klingon. Yeah. He, he develops like the whole like Klingon throat. 
and everything. Like he sounds yeah. like totally yep. Klingon. Yep. Well, and it's part of the accent. For a second there, when that money changed hands really quickly, mm-hmm. I thought there was going to be a fight that broke out because it's almost like somebody stole his winnings and he didn't notice, or maybe I thought he did notice, yeah. and they were going to fight about it. Here we have um, uh, Romul- or, or Orion Harry Mud <laughs> Getting high on volcano juice. I guess. I Whatever it is. With the trill in the background. But, uh, Although... Yeah. Is it a trail because there's like a tattoo parlor somewhere around here? Well, I mean, you could, I suppose, if you were human and you wanted to look trail, you could get trail spots. But would you want somebody tattooing all the way down your sides? That would be awesome. With unrepeated patterns and stuff? That would be awesome. I would totally do it. If it were free, 100%. I would be trail right now today. I don't know if I would want somebody tattooing on my temple because the bone is really close there and that seems to tell me that it would probably be pretty extra painful. So there's been a change. <laughs> Until it in, just passes right out. There's been a change in spots though because uh, Jezzy's spots were not like the spots as they're making them these days both on uh, future Star Trek and in current Star Trek like on Picard and Discovery the chill spots are different than they were. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're different. How are they different? They're smaller. They go, like, they travel a slightly different path. Like, they weren't all the way forward before. Well, they're, like, very, I mean, very zebra's stripes now. are different, too. The what? Zebra's stripes are different, too. Oh, so you're, okay, so you're suggesting an evolution. So what you're suggesting, though, is an evolution. Not necessarily evolution, evolution but just in individuality. Sure. I mean, well, no. Hold on. Zebra stripes don't change, though. They have the same number. Don't they all have like the same number of stripes? They're they're like fingerprints. I mean, yeah, but they have the same number of them. I'm saying. All zebras have the exact same number of stripes. No. Yeah. I don't think so. I believe so. I do believe so. I don't think they do. Uh, how much you want to bet? We're a family I'm gonna, show. I'm going to bet you, I'm gonna bet you 15 darsecs. Uh, sh- 16. 16. Ooh, see, ooh you, you saw it. You raised me 16 darsecs. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll, we're going to have to take a look. So, not all zebras have the name, same number of stripes. The number of zebra stripes is higher in areas where the temperature is higher. Well, I learned something new. Thanks, University of California. It just cost me 16 darsecs. <laughs> This message brought to you by um, the University of California, courtesy of MyAnimals.com. <laughs> I would imagine that just leopard spots have, some leopards have more spots than others. Some cheetahs have different numbers of spots. Some, uh, um. Do you get Like, different turtles have different numbers of uh, little diamond ba- diamonds on their back? Sure. So I, I have trouble, um, I have trouble, I think I have trouble, like, identifying from Burnham's perspective for some reason with the whole, you know, the Klingons came and destroyed my family and, um, and then sat down to dinner and ate. Well, and I don't know I'm what it is. Did she, obviously, didn't see everything. They, she assumes that they killed her, her mother. She but does. then later on, she f- knows that she's, a. does she know that she's alive? 
Well, what she knows is that they didn't find the mother's body. Maybe they didn't find the father's body either. But there wouldn't be any, there wouldn't have been any of the mother's blood anywhere either. It just seems to me like her story in this episode changes into the next time we talk about this event. What do you mean? When they when they start delving into the Red Angel and you know they getting it more deeper into what happened on that day, then I I think the story evolves a little bit, and it might not even be Klingons. I don't. I, it, it's my faulty memory, but I, it seems to me like the 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 story that they tell is different from time to time. I think the way I remember it is that Klingon sacks, and they and Michael was hid away in a closet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like other details, like that's that's the whole story. Like you know, from 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 like in as black and white terms as I can remember, that's like the framework yeah. of it. So like anything, any other details. Or yeah, I'm sure something they added on, but yeah, there's no, there's not been like a major change. Okay. Hey, here's a question. Okay. Why does Giorgio feel the need to attack these people that she just clearly had? I was just wondering the same thing. Gratifying sex with, like yeah, is, yeah. Is, I guess is that another part of her gratification? It's just like she has to do something violent as well. You know, I mean, uh-huh. who knows? Like the sex was probably violent. Some sort of kink. How, why would it be violent? I mean, it's mere universe sex. I, so what? I mean, they never indicated that any of uh, the intendant's sex was violent. Mm, that's fair. And just because they have a larger variety of their kinks doesn't mean that uh, that they're all violent kinks. It's fair. Maybe that's just the universe, as the mere universe as I think of it. Uh, it yeah. might be di- slightly differently painted here in the Discovery Universe than it was in the Deep Space Nine universe. The Mirror Universe might be painted slightly differently. In- okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's slightly different my- Mirror Universes. You know, like I think that maybe one's a little bit softer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hate this guy's excuse. Th- this guy's excuse for trying to steal Tilly's uh, what she thinks is a drone. Yeah. He's like, uh, let me just fall back on, my, on every racist trope. Yeah. Oh, I'm Orion. Of course I have to do this. Yeah, she, he he accepts and lives in the... I mean, you get it, right? You're you're racist, right? Like you. No, I'm I'm not. I was but... talking to. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I was talking for Tilly. Yeah, I was talking for him. Uh, so a hydro bomb. Orion, it's what we do. What do you think a hydro bomb is? Do you think that's an H bomb? Well, they kind of vaguely. You think it's a hydrogen bomb? Do you think it's a, <laughs> a nuclear bomb? Well hypothetically but the way they kind of explained it in the show almost sound made it sound like it was more water based i mean i know there's hydrogen in water but the the, the weapon itself they weaponized water somehow well i mean you could do that with the atom yeah you, you do that with an atom of water i guess use the hydrogen and force it to combine with the water and ex- I don't know. Oh, a fission bomb? Because they, well, they talked about, they talked here, here, right here. They talk about how all the steam will expand, all the water will become steam really quickly and expand and blow up their planet from the inside, more or less. She's going to pop it like an egg in the microwave. 
sure. You ever put an egg in the microwave? Uh, after I crack it open. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That'll do. That'll do something slightly different. Pop it in there beforehand, and you're gonna get a Klingon planet all over the inside of your microwave. <laughs> and, and hot dogs don't explode the way they say they do, but okay. They I have put they sort un, of do. unpunctured. No, they, well, they don't explode. Yeah, they but kind of they like pop split a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They split. Yeah, the skin splits. But I'll tell you what pops and explodes is butter. It's real annoying. I don't even use the microwave anymore because I don't need I don't need my food irradiated. <laughs> What's the thing that's happening here? Like, what do, I, what I, I love this here though. At the end of this season, now of course we get the iconic Saru standing and the We Are Starfleet and Ronnie Rowe with the yes. best the best stand up. Like he has the best stand up. I don't even, I can't even describe it. But you know we got to find out more about this. Home Ronnie, Ronnie Rowe. Rowe. Reginald Alden Bryce. Communications. They're in the back. Uh, there's something different that she's done. It's she, this is basically a mutiny because the admiral has a plan and they're saying no, we're not doing it. So there's something different that she's done here. That she being Michael Burnham, the lead character of the show, there's something different that she's done here than she did in the, the second episode. Is there not? Well, because it was a she got a better audience and she had the crew behind her, and she justified her self better and used the you know we are supposed to be better than this line rather than we have to attack them now <laughs> attacking is not what Starfleet does she reversed the roles actually she and she because Captain Giorgio was saying no we don't we're Starfleet we don't attack first she's come around to like the same thing and now she's saying we can't do this like she's oh okay so literally on the planet she's having the argument in reverse like yes. we can't do this thing. The thing, yeah. That yeah, it'll it'll end it, but we can't. We then we'll be different. We'll we'll be made different because of it. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I, I have become death, the destroyer of worlds. Is that is that where we are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that the quote? Is that how it goes? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. That's exactly how it how it goes. <laughs> okay. So there is a thing that Gabriel found interesting laying around in this universe. And it's the same thing that stops Giorgio from doing the thing that she's going to do and taking control of the Klingons. What's that? Michael Burnham. Oh, oh. That is the interesting thing that Gabriel found lying around in his universe. In this universe. Oh, okay. Because it's, he went straight to her and got her and put her on the ship. And then... Pippa changes her whole her whole milieu because she can't bear to kill Michael Burnham. Yeah, yeah. So that is the interesting thing in this universe. <laughs> There's nothing else interesting in this universe. Yeah, yeah. So I want to backpedal a little bit because you want you, you know, were like probably you backwards. Tired. The bike doesn't go backwards. It just it just doesn't go forward anymore. <laughs> well, unless you're in a in a paddle boat. Oh well, I see. I framed us in a bicycle from the start of the metaphor. Well, but the you metaphor can't just go doesn't metaphor have to be <laughs> the another metaphor. Meta the metaphor doesn't have Mal to be a bicycle. It can be a <laughs> Valcor. The never ending story. No, I'm sorry, please. Pedal backwards. I just got the song in my head. Uh, and I can't remember the words. Please come on. Yeah, the, the never okay. Welcome to the <laughs> never ending story jukebox. 
we sing songs from the Never Ending Story. There's only one. So, um, you wanted to t- touch back on the topic of mirror universe people are always openly bisexual. Um, pansexual. Something, some, okay, pansexual. Something, something, and not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because, like, they're always a the mirror universe are quote the bad Starfleet. The are bad they, universe. Are they though? Because Starfleet isn't that great in our universe. To be fair, like depending well, on your perspective, like for the Maquis, the Starfleet's pretty bad. Because in the mirror universe, I bet Starfleet didn't namby pamby around with like somebody else being like, oh yeah, this is partially yours and partially mine. No, they took what was theirs and they took care of their people. That's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Starfleet in our universe didn't, doesn't take care of the people like that. Starfleet in our universe is far more political, which is like kind of more evil than more being, you know, humanistic. So, I mean, the, the show always depicts as as the people from the mirror universe are the sexual deviants and everybody in the prime universe or what we call the prime universe are heterosexual so, Assumed to be straight. So here's the thing: is that to you're, be... you're looking at this whole situation from a from a heterosexual popular perspective. Oh. While I look at it from the perspective of like most people in this universe are not that; they just purport to be that. So going over to the pure oh, yeah. universe, I mean, we're I... actually being more honest, is what it is. And a lot of a lot of the impulses okay. in the mirror universe, you're just the people are just being more honest. They're being more direct. You know, it's not that there's anything wrong with them. They're not bad people. They've been mis- They've been led to a, a life of violence. But like for their part, at least they're being straightforward. They're being very honest. They're being very blunt. And they're being like like no fucks. Well, given. and because they well because they never know when they're gonna die. So sure. they just um, they live life to the fullest. And there we go. That- so who's right? <laughs> who's wrong? Who's a mirror? I don't think I would like to be in a universe where you have to kill somebody or somebody is going to kill you in order to be promoted. Well, I think mirror you would be annoyed that you would even think that, considering your lot in life. Because mirror you is probably my like... My what? Oh, my mirror, lot. The, mirror you is probably like the regent of an entire planet. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to know what the mirror me is like. No. <laughs> oh boy! I think I just made a whole graphic novel. Um, well, the crossovers. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, an entire. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a. Like you thought the cage was something. The cage. Yeah, the cage. The menagerie. I think they yeah. have lots of uh, lots of collections. Other types of collections? Yeah, your your collection. They, they, I mean, the show they only show like four, you know, containment this rooms in there. Yeah, yeah, this is very in the true. whole episode. But obviously, it also didn't have the budget to build like this big, wide, you know, underground. I mean, I would imagine that maybe. I, Maybe somewhere down there underground, they probably have some like, uh, uh, what's Booker? Booker is a. He's from Quijon. No. What's the job that he do, does? He's a courier. The real job that he does. Why is he a cur- courier? He's a 
I don't know. He's a oh, he's a he's he's part of Greenpeace. They work for Greenpeace. Sure. Okay. But what what do they do? They rescue whales from from whaling ships. That's not the that's not Margo in this, but well, I don't know. Where is he? He's I, that's what I'm trying to get the word, and I'm trying to get you. He's a worm tamer. Whoa. Yeah. No. Well, that's a totally um, different. Give, give me a second. It's a totally Hold different on. job. Worm you're gonna, you're gonna have. Yeah, I want somebody to tame my worm. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's not I, what I'm oh, saying. Wait, no, wait. I'm. I'm that's not what I'm anyway. saying either. Because mine's I'm not gonna, a worm. Mine's I'm a snake. Eat the starburst. <laughs> it's I'm a. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a. It's an anaconda or anaconda. The um. Upside down spire of the starbase. Have we seen? Starbases with their top face towards the planet? Because we do at the, at the oh, end of this episode. I'd say I love the drawing from the Klingon fleet pulling away all the way down to, uh, <laughs> yeah. down to, uh, all, they almost pulled all the way in to Michael, Michael giving your speech. Well, kind of faded away at the sidewalk level. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm okay with. Well, the drone could just fly in Why not? to start filming. Well, because it'd be buzzing really loud in their ear, and have cameras pointing at them and distract the actors. Plus, wind—the wind from the propellers. <laughs> oh, um, these must be communication satellites. <laughs> this was a uh, starbase that we zoomed past. But there are two oh other, yeah, yeah, the communication satellites. Yep, yep. So, okay. Yeah, I was wondering what those other things were. There's a lot of, there's a lot of space <laughs> debris in the in uh, near Earth orbit future. Uh huh. Reasonably so, I think. If we're zooming on so the shape of stuff. So they they were they were they were speaking Klingon a minute ago, back when she was giving her speech. Yes. Um, I've been wondering. Do you think the actors speaking Klingon get any sort of training? in the Klingon that they're supposed to be speaking? Yeah, so my understanding is that they do. In the beginning, um, I know they brought in Mark Rokrin. Oh, they did? Um, for, like, the very for the very beginning of Discovery. Um, yeah. And then they have dialect people who come in okay. and make sure that everything is being said properly. They have somebody who watches and make sure that everything is being said properly, you know? What, wonder if the KLI is involved. I think uh, I think we've had that, that curiosity before. I think, uh, I think we'll find oh, okay. out very soon. I don't know how, but huh. I bet you we'll find out somehow. There's an internet. I mean, I I know that that throughout the history of speaking Klingon, the first actor or actress to speak a specific word in Klingon. Jimmy Doohan. That's how it's. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, he was the first person to ever speak Klingon. That's not. Yes, he was. But that's not what I mean. Okay. When. A specific actor is given a specific line in Klingon, and they don't know how it's pronounced. When they read the words on the script and when they pronounce it for the first time, even if it's Michael Doran or uh, Kevin Michael Richardson or whoever, that actor who pronounces it for the first time, that's how it's properly pronounced. And anybody else that pronounces it differently is wrong. So... Um, the, the first time that Michael Doran says, whoever says kapla, the first time, 
that's how you say pronounce those characters on this on the page. It's kapla. So this is true. Um, there are other like the entire Klingon language though at this point has been, you know, phonetically, like it's it's phonetically uh, uh, fixed. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, no yeah. there's no you say this word and figure out how it's said. It is you you say this word this way. Klingon makatajaj like was not something that anybody uh-huh. said before, but the uh-huh. way that it was to be said was already well known. Um, and there oh, is okay. a they have a guy who is the guy who he's like a Klingon language consultant. Well, that's Mike Mike Okran, Michael o- Denise and Michael Okran, the Okran. Well, they they should be I M H O. No, that's you're okay. So you're mixing <laughs> things up. So that's Denise and and uh, Mike Okuda who did the oh, graphics. Oh, sorry. And this is Mark Okrand who did the um who does the, the Klingon language. There's a guy uh, there's a guy I, I don't remember his name right now. His last name is Stuart, I think, and he does he's the he's Discovery's Klingon language consultant. And then they have a different guy who's responsible for oh, writing that. the subtitles in Klingon. Does that does that make sense? I got distracted. Oh, that's sure. that's good. It's not like we're doing a whole, a whole yeah, show well, or anything. I mean, it's like, in I guess the it's, show. It's the about show the show. Boring, so. I guess. Right there. Oh yes. Go to, go to fourteen oh one or forty two. It's not going to be the same, but I will oh. go there. The discovery is in leaving orbit. Okay. So. And you can see the Earth below, and there's the Moon. Okay. Michael smiles, and there we are. I have the Sun. I have the moon, which has... Oh, that's what you were talking about. The moon is, has... No. No, I'm just saying, look at the moon. Right? Yeah, I see the moon. Yeah, yeah so what you can see it? a lot. It's almost as if it's a new moon. It's almost a new moon because the sun is on the other side of the moon from the Earth. Yeah. yeah. So I believe in some places on the planet, it might be a new moon. The weird thing is, is I think we're looking at the North American continent on a side. It, oh, we should be because... I don't... Well, no. Because if that little dangly down thing the dangly down thing peninsula is florida uh so we're looking from west to east you're saying uh east would be to the top of the globe from this perspective right so we're looking from west to east yeah um yeah so somewhere up in yeah look up in canada that spire poking up out of the surface of the planet. No, it's floating. It's, it's floating above the planet. It's one of those communication satellites. Well, from this perspective, it looks like mm-hmm. it, it could looks. be the world's tallest building, and we finally were able to make buildings tall enough to be able to see, be literally spe- seen from space. Yeah, that's not what it is. <laughs> but I like your, Are you uh, sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Like is this even laying a shadow on the planet? Uh, I see how it looks like a planet. I think I think that's actually the Great Lakes region. No, dude, the Great Lakes region yeah. is down over here. It's on the. It's. That's way far, farther like a, there's north. There's like some the Great green. Lakes. There's some green on the left, and there's some lights on the right. Right, and in between them, sort of the middle. There's like this little dark spat- patch, which I think you're talking about being the shadow of this building. But I think that's just the Great Lakes region. No, it's not. Okay. But on the other hand, another thing I just realized, 
shouldn't the face of the Earth on the North American continent look slightly different because of the Zindi attack like a hundred years ago? Yeah, Florida should have. Oh, no, I'm sure they've rebuilt, but it's been a hundred years. Yeah, they rebuilt, but would they be, I mean, it's it's a big, it's basically a big uh, canyon right there. Uh, we're we not going to be able to fill that canyon in, uh, or why, who, wouldn't they? why wouldn't they be able to fill the canyon? Only, they just built. They just well, build inside the canyon. Okay, but why would you want to fill it in? Because then you would be trying to forget our past. What? How would you be forgetting the past? All these people living in this this huge canyon that was drilled in the ground. Yeah, like you would be forgetting it. You'd be living inside of it. Well, yeah, but you. We were. I, I was talking about. One of us mentioned about filling it in. Yeah, perhaps I did. Um, of course, they're being intentionally vague on what part of the Earth. Yeah, is. I think it's intentional. Although it is interesting that they have the Earth at this angle. If it is, if that is Florida, it is also interesting. Interesting because they have the Earth at that angle. And they're acknowledging that they're in space. There is no up. There is no north in space. So they don't have to show us planet Earth yeah. from a specific angle. This is true. Specific point of view. Yep. It's a factual statement. So that's kind of cool. Too. There's also some artistic license being taken here because I don't think the sun is in the right place. Da Probably not. I don't think the moon's in the right place. <laughs> not if that's, yeah, no. Not if that's yeah, I'm gonna chop all into artistic places. Um, I think I mentioned this before the break, but uh, wasn't there some sort of rumor, maybe a non-canon behind-the-scenes kind of rumor, that the uh, Klingon homeworld in the 24th century wasn't the original homeworld of the Klingons? I never heard of that until I mean earlier in this show I heard of it but that was my first time hearing about it there's a oh, okay. moment where Saru asks have we cleared the soul system and Kayla's like yeah and I look at the view screen I'm like clearly there's a planet right there that, what are you yeah, talking about yeah Neptune we have not cleared the soul system she's lying well cleared enough to go to warp but that's not what he said there's more there's more there's more uh, there's more planets after Neptune Gonna be micro planets, well, but there's still planets. No, no, there's no more planets after Neptune that we know of yet. Anyway. Yeah, there are. There's micro planets. Micro planets, mm -hmm. yes. But there's no more planets that we know of today in the 21st mm -hmm. century. We were we were talking about Klingons and the things that they have and don't have. Does that mean that Tyler has two penises? No, they took one off. Uh oh, how does he feel about that? He always feels a phantom one. While he's jerking off, <laughs> <laughs> he sort of like has to move his his other hand on the other one, uh -huh. even though it's not there. Otherwise, he can't ever so, like reach. So, are they uh, up and down from each other, or are they left and right from each yeah, other? Yeah, they're vertically aligned. Oh, okay. Oh, sometimes it's a hassle because, like, when you wake up in the morning, one might pee off to one side and one pees off to the other side. <laughs> well, I mean, we we. Human that happens to humans too. So yeah, but not both directions at the same Pe time. Peeing in a fork. Yeah. Oh, what if they're both? You're both of them are peeing in a fork. <laughs> Did you you have a quadruple stream at that point? <laughs> there was a um. There was a, a long time that um, Giorgio and Burnham were talking down there, you know, holding the bomb between them and bouncing it back and forth like a football, and. Um, <laughs> 
And uh, as soon as uh, Burnham calls, Burnham, as soon as Burnham calls, calls uh, yeah. Laurel or whoever, yeah. she's like, it's a cool. Yeah. So what were they doing? What were Tyler and Laurel doing around the corner all that time? Because, <laughs> I mean, they had to, they can't have been like just standing there not talking and waiting. Like they had to have been doing something. Well, I mean, it kind of harkens back to um, when the Emperor is talking, doing the um, pre-mission briefing to Tyler and, and Michael. And she just says, enter or come in now. And it's like, well, what was Tilly doing right outside that door? Just did the Emperor tell her, okay, you're going to stand right here, right behind this door. Don't move until I call you to enter. For dramatic effect. Yeah, I think so. No. <laughs> was she just standing there? No, I don't think that's how it works. Uh, she should have called her and said, hey, can you report to my ready room or whatever. But anyway. So why does Laurel wear white when almost no other Klingons do? Because she's What's a doctor. With the white? She's, she's a doctor. She is? Yeah. This oh. is a century of all doctors wear white. Oh, okay. Apparently. I did did they did they cover that in the show or Dude, she did a surgery in Sick Bay. Okay. I mean Well, oh, so she's a Klingon a equivalent. She of also a did yeah, I mean she also did a whole surgery where they like saw down someone's bones. And put a Klingon, <laughs> put them, put a Klingon inside them or whatever. So yeah, like, yeah, okay. she's a doctor. Well, I, I think a lot of that discussion was metaphoric. Oh but, no, I think that that was that was. I don't think that was metaphorical at all. I think. That's I what mean, they did. some of it had to have been. I think they saw him down and put him inside Tyler. And in uh, order for the for him to fit the penis hole for Tyler, they had to cut off with the other penis. <laughs> or maybe no, he's got. Maybe they turned it inside. Oh, maybe he's. A, maybe he's. Maybe he's um, uh, dual gendered. Maybe they sliced one, sliced one up and shoved it inside and sewed it up and let it heal. So like now, I wonder if he could be his own grandpa. <laughs> like, 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 um, uh, Philip J. Fry from Futurama. Is he? Oh, he is his own grandpa. This is true. I guess time yeah. travel is an easier way to do that. <laughs> so, you probably want to insert my um, Earl fixes a thing here. Ah, well, let's see. Are let's you see if it happens. ready? Are you ready? It occurs to me that if the Enterprise had a refit sometime after the cage, yet somehow needed to be. To, to do a field repair sometime before where no man has gone before then that could be how she looks different in between those two times so I think that sound the sound the sound effect goes like wah wah oh it doesn't go like that damn how many phones do you have Holmes <laughs> just, just one so uh yeah, I don't think that does One the thing. I, I'm, I'm assuming that there's been multiple refits, and uh, and and in my head, I've decided that um, I've decided that there's either way I can go. Either I can go with the idea of okay, so it's artistic license, or I can go with the idea of at some point, someone, somehow, somewhere is going to is going to uh, show the succession of refits, and it's all going to fit in place, and it's all going to make sense. That's what I've decided. I don't think it has. I, I don't think it has to make sense. I think it's artistic license. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with artistic license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, I, I it requires okay them to do, uh, like 1966s uh, effects on this show, and that would be yeah. lame as frack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Burnham 
has had uh, she's received a pardon from the Federation president, and her record has been expunged. Is there a need uh, for both of those things to have happened? Uh, Don't they cancel each other out? Well, they don't really cancel each other out. I mean, if you they expunge kind of, it, it goes uh, away, and it's never—it's never been on your record, right? I—they I, might be rhetorical, or uh, yeah, they might be rhetorical. Yeah. To each other. Redundant, I think is. What Redundant, we're yeah. That's oh, so we're, we're doing it the Klingon way. I get it. Okay, so we're making sure <laughs> we're making sure that the clear the clarity on her name is is Klingon redundant. Well, it's Klingon level redundancy. The the the, the Federation president um, would pardon her but just because you receive a pardon doesn't mean your record is expunged right but if you receive an expungement your record has never been marred so it would preclude the need for a pardoning well but you still you still need to have the pardon first before you, you can't just you can't just um, expunge the record for no reason Unless you're, you know, a Section 31 spy, but... Um, oh, she is the daughter <laughs> of Section 31 people. Yeah. She, her and Mary Sue. Uh, she, she's a, uh, she's an ambassador's daughter, isn't she? Mary Sue? Are you talking about Mary Sue Redhead? I'm just talking about the generic Mary oh, Sue the, term. The, the, Although so, there is yeah. the actual Mary Sue for Star Trek, yeah. and Star Trek started the whole. <laughs> yeah. It's because of Star Trek we have the term Mary Sue indeed. today. Indeed, because Captain <laughs> Kirk is a Mary Sue. Nah, -uh. he's a 100% a Mary Sue you can't, of you, both types. You, you, you can't be a Mary Sue before the term exists. Uh, then how would the term ever come into being? Because the term Mary Sue comes from the story written by a fan, a fan fiction yes. about a woman named Mary Sue yes. who fixed everything. Yeah. yeah. She's modeled on Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk is the original Mary Sue. But she also happens to have a... I'm sure you can go back in time and find other characters that are oh. more Mary Sue than Captain Kirk. Oh, but then how could you be Mary Sue before Mary Sue existed? Well, if you're going to posit <laughs> that, they, that you can be, then you have to follow the logic completely. Agreed. Completely. I agree. And take it, he's not the original. He can't be the original if there's, uh, uh, if we're going to take it all the way back into ad infinitum. If we're going to go all the way back, then Ah, uh, wait, no, never mind. I don't want to have another Bible com conversation. <laughs> I'm just going to avoid that altogether this time. Eve is the original Mary Sue. Lucy is the original Mary Sue. Mary Magdalene, the original Mary, Mary. Sue. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a Bible conversation. It can be an evolutionary conversation. Huh. Hera but is they the original... Do who? Hera. Uh, mitochondrial Eve. Mitochondrial Eve. They're called, they just call her genetic Eve. They don't know who she was. Her name is Hera. I don't... Is that... Those of us who know, we know. Is that the person I'm thinking of? I don't know, ma'am. Because there's a lot of people that say because it's... They describe it twice in Genesis, the creation of man and in the creation of woman, uh -huh. that Adam had a first wife. Oh, Lilith. 
Yeah, Lilith. Mm-hmm. That's the name I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be Lilith. Lilith. Yeah. And shouldn't they reference mitochondrial Lilith instead of mitochondrial Eve? Perhaps. Perhaps they should. Perhaps they should. Uh, you know what time it is? Tool time. Uh, probably. It's time to uh, wrap, up the, wrap up the show, man. Like, I'm not sure if... Uh, I know last season we did a... Uh, we did a, uh, a season wrapper up or so. Okay. Just kidding. There was no last season. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we're on season one. We are? Yeah. Oh. I thought we were on season three. Man, we're we're on season eight of Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> and we would like to thank you for joining us for this journey, which has been actually the first, the inaugural season of, of Star Trek Discovery. I'm sure this is during the, this episode will be released during the time that we have ramped up our um, release of episodes um, uh-huh. in anticipation of, uh, you know, new new content coming out that we're going to have to do episodes for. So I'm sure we're going to rapid release some, you know, put like a whole season, put a whole season up at a time. No, I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. It'll be, it'll be, it should be pretty fast though. So I hope you guys okay. are enjoying the show. Yeah. Earl? I am. Oh, yes, sir. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Do you have any uh, you have any special final final uh, words to say before we uh, get to the next episode? I lost the script that you gave me. Oh, shoot. Well, when you find it, we'll come back here and we'll, we'll talk about the whole season in depth. Well, a little bit in depth. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about okay. a few of the concepts. What worked, what didn't, what was awesome, what wasn't awesome, and, uh, and all the things in between. Sound good? Yeah, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Well, okay then. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll see, you, see you next time, guys. Have a great everything until then. Support the continued we'll making of this show through Patreon.com. Let's Talk About Treks is a production of Anodyne Relay supported by the Star Trek fan community of listeners like you. We review the copyrighted works of Paramount CBS's Star Trek team, of whom no copyright infringement is intended. You can reach us via email at email at letstalkabouttreks.com. You can leave us a message at area code 202-804-6312. Our producer is David Moody, and our writers, Jack and Earl, are on Twitter as at Trekstalkers, and would greatly appreciate the obligatory like and subscribe from wherever you're listening now. We record on Lenovo computers with Zoom, mix with NCH Mixpad, and master with Kakos Reaper. Our intro, outro, and interstitial musics feature samples from Awakening by Waterboy from Pixabay.